discussion on standing committee amendment, Chairman or uh, uh, Majority Whip Western? Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Assuming the moon landing did happen, <laughs> <laughs> what are the practical implica implications of the Meta Shell? It's true, my friends. Some people actually believe we didn't go to the moon, among other preposterous things. Come on, let's go. Good morning, my friends, and welcome to yet another installment of Morning Reload. From high above all other puerile and insipid forms of Wyoming mainstream media, this is Cowboy State Politics. I, of course, am your illustrious host, David Iverson, firmly ensconced behind the silver Cowboy State Politics microphone and broadcasting to you from the base of the Bighorns in beautiful Buffalo, Wyoming. You are listening to Wyoming's number one conservative show, documented to be almost always right 98.8% of the time. Wouldn't it be nice if all of those people who told us they were conservative during election time actually voted that way? It would, but that would require politicians to actually tell the truth, which by definition would mean that they're not politicians. It's kind of like one of my favorite jokes. Do you know when a politician is lying? Their lips are moving. So, as it turns out, there's a never-ending well of material for this program. Thank God as we should for everything that he gives us, including lying politicians. But this morning, we're going to talk about the former rather than the latter, as we usually do on this program. Or more specifically, the left's attempt to erase him, as if that were possible. But before we do that, an obscene and entirely self-serving profit timeout. This morning's broadcast is brought to you by the Buffalo Wool Company. In keeping with the theme of this morning's program, whether you believe it or not, spring will eventually get here. You know, probably like May or June. But in preparation for warmer weather, which will eventually come, you need a pair of socks that you can wear this summer. I suggest you look at the Kanai Boot Sock. They're perfect to wear with your boots. I tried them out over the weekend, and I am in love with them. So you can get you a pair if you go to thebuffalowoolco.com. Morton Buildings is the nation's leading manufacturer of metal structures. It doesn't really matter what type of metal building you've been thinking about, whether it's a garage or a barn, or maybe you need a giant roping arena for next winter, or a big warehouse for your business. Then just call Nick and Jesse at Morton Buildings, 307-674-2532. Just tell them what you have in mind, and they'll handle all the details. Again, their phone number is 307-674-2532, or you can check them out on their website at mortonbuildings.com. We began the program with Cyrus Western and the crazy idea that the moon landing never happened. In all fairness to Cyrus, while he is a perfect example of the type of politician I was talking about earlier, 
he was joking when he said that. But there are millions of people, well, maybe not millions, but hundreds of thousands of people, that believe the moon landing never happened. According to an article on Slate.com, which admittedly is not exactly the most credible source, quote, there aren't any recent polls as to the exact extent of hardcore moon denial. A 1970s Knight Ritter survey put the number at more than 30%. But in the current age of mistrust, where any government story is immediately suspect, the urban legend puissance of the notion remains formidable. Pretty much everything you need to know can be found in the, quote, We Never Went to the Moon, Americans' $30 Billion Swindle, a 1976 self-published pamphlet by Bill Casing, a sunblasted libertarian author of aeronautics manuals and off-the-grid living guides like The Dollar-A-Day Cookbook and The First-Time Farmer, Farmer's Guide, Casing lays down the moon denier bullet points, the idea that NASA lacked the technical chops to send a man to the moon in 1969, the ability of the Apollo craft to withstand the intense heat as it passed through the Van Allen radiation belt, the lack of stars in the sky in lunar photographs supposedly taken by the astronauts, the seeming waving of the American flag in a place where there was no breeze, Casing also argued darker points, claiming that government officials murdered Gus Grissom and his crew during the Apollo 1 fire because the veteran astronaut warned of the coming government cover-up. These tropes gained narrative traction with the release of Peter Hyam's 1978 film Capricorn 1. In a role similar to Warren Beatty's in Alan Pacula's 1970s paranoia classic The Parallax View, Elliot Gould plays a typically shambling reporter who stumbles onto a story that the Capricorn One mission, whose astronauts actually included a young O.J. Simpson, never really went to Mars. The whole thing was staged by Hollywood film crews in an abandoned military base somewhere in the Mojave Desert. 1970s movies aside, there are still tons of people that believe we never went to the moon. But the real question is, why do they believe that? The simple answer is people have been lied to so often that why wouldn't they believe it? There is a tremendous amount of mistrust, which is a direct result of people being lied to over and over, and then they find out that what they were told is actually the truth. Actual so-called conspiracy theories, like the FBI's and its director Christopher Wray's insistence that the Hunter Biden laptop was nothing more than Russian disinformation, and then it turns out that it actually exists and it does contain things that all of us are pretty certain Hunter Biden is totally capable of. Allow me to give you a more current example from TheHill.com yesterday. In an article entitled Carlson Comes Up Short on January 6th Bombshells, and I quote, Fox News host Tucker Carlson promised never-before-seen footage of the January 6th riot that would reveal new details and alter public perceptions of the Capitol breach. But in his first shows dedicated to the topic, he largely came up short in delivering smoking guns. Carlson gained access to 44,000 hours of the attack by House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, a, a move that was opposed by former members of the January 6th committee and alarmed Capitol Police who said it had remained unaired due to security concerns. End quote. Have you watched those videos? There was a huge group of protesters, including the, the guy with the crazy hat that had the horns on it, were escorted through the building. The Capitol Police even opened doors for them. I'm not exactly sure what all of that proves, 
But I can tell you that it's totally different than what you were told by just about everyone in the media. And that article is a good example of it. And then there are other stories that just prove that our world is entirely upside down. Here's another one from Tucker Carlson. This one will just leave you shaking your head. A high school student in Canada has been arrested for declaring that men and women are different. Josh Alexander attended St. Joseph's High School, Catholic High School in Renfrew, Ontario. He was barred from school from the grounds for saying that God created two genders, because that's kind of a Christian precept and also common sense. When he showed up for class, police arrested him. You can see it on your screen right now. So we thought it'd be worth talking to him. And now we are. Josh Alexander and his lawyer, James Kitchen, join us. Thanks to you both for coming on. Josh, first to you. Um, you were arrested because you showed up on campus at a Catholic school for saying that men and women are different. Have we overstated that? No, that's exactly what happened. Um, there, was, there was a lot of steps that uh, it took to get to that point, but uh, female students complained to me, and uh, they said they were concerned because males were using their washrooms. This turned into a debate at the school, and uh, I stated my opinion on it, and I used scripture to back that up, and uh, they removed me from the building. Uh, for the remainder of the year, and when I attempted to attend class, I was arrested and charged. Did you point out that this is a Christian school and that this is like a core Christian idea because it's like in the Christian book, which some call the Bible? Upside down and backwards. Up till this point in the program, we've been talking about things that happen in other places. Certainly, these, these sorts of things can't happen in the great state of Wyoming. Or could they? Well, I haven't heard of any Catholic high school students being arrested for quoting the Bible and saying that men and women are different, but I can point you to a story that was published in the Casper Star Tribune on Saturday. An op-ed by Marcy Shaver, who is the state director for American Atheists, entitled, A Look at the Session from the Viewpoint of an Atheist, Big and Bold in their Opinion Section. Shaver spends an astounding four sentences vaguely referring to something that happened during the session, but of course she doesn't give us any specifics or point to any specific bill, nor does she make any attempt to argue the merits of any particular piece of legislation. Instead, the following 10 paragraphs is basically an anti-Christian diatribe attacking the Freedom Caucus for being people of principle that actually stand up for their beliefs. It's not all that noteworthy that the Red Star would devote a third of the page to an anti-Christian diatribe. They are, after all, the paper that publishes a pro-abortion article at every opportunity. You know, a couple weeks ago, I did a study of the entire month of February. I went through every single issue of the Casper Star Tribune, and in 20 of them, 20 out of 28 issues, there was at least one pro-abortion story, and in several cases, there was more than one. Nine issues had one on the front page above the fold. So we are not exactly talking about a pro-life pro-family, or pro-Christian publication. Which brings us to this specious opinion piece. Certainly, as with everyone in our great country, atheists have the freedom of speech, as they should. And I would never argue that they shouldn't speak out. And let's be honest, my friends, I would never want to deprive myself of such readily available cannon fodder. She says, and I quote, 
Because of purposeful grooming for the last 70 years, folks see the words, In God We Trust, on the money, hear them repeated frequently in the Pledge of Allegiance, and believe it must be true that we are a Christian nation. Uh... The words, In God We Trust, do not appear in the Pledge of Allegiance. Perhaps that was an oversight on her part. Except, of course, that she makes the same claim two sentences later. Perhaps her aversion to any reference of the Almighty has prevented her from actually reading the pledge. And with respect to conspiracy theories, listen to this. Quote, The addition of In God We Trust not only divided the pledge, but has served to separate our people ever since. It was at the behest of Christian lobbyists in reaction to the Red Scare in the 1950s that Congress added those few words. End quote. I have no doubt that the Christian lobby wanted a reference to God in the Pledge of Allegiance, and certainly they did and still do have a great amount of influence on our lawmakers. It was not the words in God we trust in the Pledge of Allegiance. Shaver does, however, make one comment that is worthy of our reflection. Her assertion that we are not a Christian nation. We absolutely did not start out that way. If you need any evidence, just walk into the Capitol Rotunda in Washington, D.C. There are paintings that line every single wall in that room, and every single one of them either has a depiction of somebody praying, a Bible, or some other Christian scene. For most of the 1800s, the largest church in our nation's capital was in the Capitol building itself. The Capitol Church met either in the North or South Wing, then Statuary Hall, in 1957, the church moved into the House Chambers, where today we view the annual State of the Union Address. The hymnals were purchased by Congress. Sometimes, multiple church services, up to four, were scheduled by different denominations in the Capitol building, particularly when a church building was being built elsewhere in town. The Presbyterians, the Congregationalists, the Unitarians, and many others all met there. Sometimes, they even had the Marine Band play the music for the service. In the 1892 Supreme Court case, Church of the Holy Trinity versus the United States, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled that the United States is a, quote, Christian nation, end quote. We could probably go on all day long like this. But my point is that the United States absolutely started out as a Christian nation. Now, there is some question as to whether or not we are still a Christian nation. In a March 29, 2021 article by Gallup, author Jeffrey Jones points out, Americans' membership in houses of worship continued to decline last year, dropping below 50% for the first time in Gallup's eight-decade trend. In 2020, 47% of Americans said they belonged to a church, synagogue, or mosque, down from 50% in 2018 and 70% in 1999. Skip a page. Quote, Church membership is strongly correlated with age, as 66% of traditionalists, U.S. adults born before 1946, belong to a church, compared with 58% of baby boomers, 50% of those in Generation X, and 36% of millennials. End quote. We can point to a lot of causes, the breakdown of the traditional family, the increased influence of media in our lives. There's no one single cause, and getting a bead on any particular one is rather difficult. I can, however, point you to some of the results. What has been happening to a country that moves further and further away from God? In the 50 years that the Roe v. Wade decision was in effect, 
This country has killed over 63 million babies. Our children are being subjected to pornography in elementary school. Like Shaver's article that I mentioned earlier, our children are taught things that just aren't true, that men can become women and women can become men, and that both can become pregnant. We've seen dramatic increases in anxiety and depression and suicide. Suicide rates are at an all-time high. Marriage rates are at an all-time low. And those who do get married usually end up divorced. Our broke country is being run by socialists, and those people who are in charge seem determined to drive it into the ground. When you look across the globe, it really wouldn't take that much to tip off a massive war. What I'm getting at, my friends, is the problems we face are insurmountable without God. And contributing to them are pieces like the one that was printed last Saturday in the Casper Star Tribune. Falsehood has to be pointed out and countered when we see it and recognize it for what it is. And so, my friends, to fix and change our country, we have to start the same way that it began, on our knees. Thanks for listening. Have a good week, and we'll talk again on Wednesday. From the base of the Bighorns in beautiful Buffalo, Wyoming, I'm David Iverson, and this is the one and only Cowboy State Politics.